0: You're listening to Power Producers Shop Talk, where we are refining and redefining the sales game by equipping you with the tools you need to differentiate yourself in the marketplace.
1: Well, it's like when we audit the mod with Magic and give them the action items that they're going to use to lower their total cost of risk.
0: Tactical skills that will help you provide deliverable value to your clients and prospects. Technology
2: is not an expense, it's an investment. Look at what ThinkHR has done for our clients and
0: even our team. It's an amazing product and I'm so thankful we have that. And action items that you can provide to take your prospects and clients to the next level.
2: Things are changing for us in 2021. Not all big business anymore. Now that we have Cover Wallet on our team, it's amazing that we're going to be able to write small business profitably.
0: This is Power Producer Shop Talk. Production redefined. Are you ready to feel the power?
2: Hey everybody, welcome to the Power Producer Podcast, Shop Talk, we are gonna take you to the next level of telemarketing today.
1: Let's go. Or not, I don't know, I mean. We're just gonna take you into telemarketing, that's it, that's all we know. Not sure what which level. Think-
2: yeah, what do you think the problem is with telemarketing for us? Like in general, like me and you, like if we're the ones banging the phones, what do you think the issue is?
1: I hate it. I get frustrated very easily. I would much rather be talking to somebody in person so that I can slap them with my hand instead of <laughs> virtually slapping them through the phone. No, I just think it's, I, I, I don't know. It's, my sales career has always been, I started sales in a B2B, face to face, high volume, role. So being on the phones to me, like I, I would rather eat a plate of dirt. I don't know. I just hate it.
2: <laughs> Dirt's the best. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I agree. I think that we are easily discouraged. I, I don't get it. You know, it, it doesn't really... I think I, everybody
1: I don't know. is. I don't think it's just us, but I just, for for me, it's I know way... somebody who isn't. I know somebody who does not get <laughs> yeah, easily discouraged. That's true.
2: Our boy, Marv. It's Marvin. Marvin mm. does not get discouraged. Apparently... When you are a caller over in the Philippines and your only job is to call, Dude, you don't care. he's
1: just trying to get those dollar, dollar bills and doesn't give a shit. I will tell you though, yesterday we talked about that one call that I had that wasn't even, it wasn't like a, um, well, I guess it was because it was the first time I reached out to him on the phone. But after he, <laughs> after he told, after I explained everything about the carrier that he's with for comp and why that's not ideal for him and why his upcoming mod that he's never had before is important and what did he, what it means. And then he told me that he, he was going to pass and then hung up on me. (laughs) I sat here and and looked out the window and didn't move for about two minutes and 30 seconds, just fuming furious. (laughs) Cause that doesn't happen in person. You can't hang up on someone in person.
2: No, it would be awesome if they like. I could just see you having like barely stepped inside the door to the lobby, and the guy just pushes you through the door, and pulls it shut, and locks it with you standing there. It's, it's probably the, happened with,
1: before. That that's would the be, equivalent that, of hanging up. It it is. So it's it's like it doesn't happen. At, although it probably in my quill days probably happened once. I just am am blocking it out. But uh, I think that's what it is. I think. I think on the phone it's it's I not I think I know it's much tougher to get a read on people you can't pick up on body language, eye contact, you know, different things that are going on and therefore it's it's not as easy to overcome objections because ultimately they can just bang on you and that's I think that's why I get frustrated easier with that.
2: Yeah, you know what I, I- I agree. I think that we get easily frustrated. I think it's too easy to give up and move on to the next thing because we have other things we can do to keep ourselves occupied. Mm-hmm. Um, we get discouraged when we hear no. I actually have sort of enjoyed getting my rear end kicked a little bit on these like cold calls like because they're cold. It's literally an appointment that's set regarding discussing yeah. workers' comp, and we'll talk a little bit about the strategy here in a minute. But, mm-hmm. you know, They really these people don't know, you know, and we. It's easy for us to get frustrated with them, thinking that they're just being jerks. But the truth is, I've been I've been thinking about this a lot the last couple of weeks. The average business owner, or even decision maker for that matter, when they took their job, they they don't know how to buy commercial insurance.
1: There's like no course that says think about it.
2: Right. There's no course that says business owner's guide to buying commercial insurance. It, it doesn't no. exist. And so yeah. these people that are buying have been conditioned by us, the industry, <laughs> the insurance industry is who taught them how to buy. Yeah. And I think that one of the reasons why it's easier. And I do think it's easier. I, I will take that to my grave in the middle What's market, that? in the middle market. It's easier okay. in the middle, market. in the middle market, because. You have a fighting chance. <laughs> you have a fighting chance that that person is, understands. Well, not even understands. They're willing to listen to what you have to say because if you get if you hit them with, between the eyes with that piece of information, like your experience mod is coming up or whatever else, they'll give you the benefit of the doubt and listen. And they'll you, you, every time you hit them with a uh, you pepper them with a bullet point, it gives you another thirty <laughs> seconds to talk or whatever that may be. I'm sorry. Did I just get gonged off of my own podcast? Did Troy Thompson sneak into your grandmother's living room and, <laughs> and hit his gong right now? What the I heck happened over there?
1: It's a baby gate. It's either Nash rolling around in his little it's walker, definitely the dogs, or yeah, it's most likely Moose just acting a fool. But do you think it's that they um, that it's more impactful for them because they're in the middle market versus a smaller, you know, company that's okay, your mod's going up to a 1.2 and you're paying 20% more than the average business in your industry, but that's like $1,500.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think there's more dollars, but I really just don't think they understand why it's important and what it could do to them for the long term, right? So that guy that you talked to yesterday, I've been thinking about this a little bit. Yeah. What, what was the industry?
1: Uh, AC, he's an AC contractor.
2: Okay, great. So, and that works perfectly because I thought that's what it was. I, mm-hmm. was, I was thinking about this.
1: Mhm.
2: And you know, one of the things I think we're all guilty of and and you did this yesterday, we had, we talked about it when we talked yesterday afternoon, but mm-hmm. when you called the guy and you you get into that conversation, now you're having a very technical conversation over the phone that typically you're doing like in person where you can show, right? And and I don't mean like bright colors, big pictures and a huge font and all of that because the guy's stupid. It's just easier to explain when you're like graphically showing them something. So when you get down that rabbit hole, you you know, I don't know, you you can correct me, but I feel like once you start talking and you realize you're not making any traction, you talk more trying to prove your point. Totally. And you're pushing yourself further and further away from where this person is. So I was thinking about this last night, again, this morning. And I think if it was me, you know, if I have this issue now, I can't promise you, I wouldn't have done the exact same thing on the phone. Right. Because I'm so, because to me, here's the deal. It's a separate conversation. It's a completely different conversation when you're dealing with telemarketing based leads than it is when you're going into a self-generated, um, middle market account because these people aren't expecting you to get into all of that. Right. And so I feel yeah. like, um, you get caught off guard. So now when you have a, when we have a couple of these where it's kind of a weird situation or, you know, you feel like once you get them on to me, if I get them on the phone, I feel like, wow, I've already won. Cause you know, my thing is, yeah. are they even going to be available when it's time for me to call them? Right. But you know, my thing is with this guy, I probably would have said something like, or I will say going forward. Listen, I realize that you probably don't even know you don't know what this is or why it's important. It's mm-hmm. one of the things that we do for our clients, and we represent quite a few HVAC companies that are much larger than what you are. So we have the benefit of perspective of knowing where you're at right now and everything you're going to encounter as you grow your company, and that's why you need to spend time talking to me because Mm -hmm. this might not seem like a big deal to you right now but if you don't understand how this impacts your organization and you don't understand not just from a financial standpoint um in terms of how much it's going to cost you in premium but you know if you don't know what the mod factor is and how you can control it and you decide you want to do commercial work or you're going to go work for property management companies and go to apartment complexes and things like that, where they have uh, qualifications in monitoring right. places to be sure that those things happen, uh, that you have the the right mod and everything else. You're going to find yourself three years from now wishing you would have had this conversation with me. Right.
1: Right. Yeah, and, and I mean, I, I like that approach. I think um... I think
2: we yeah, I, I, where, where I'm at is I think that these people have 15 hats they're wearing, and we have to say something to them to yeah. hit them right between the eyes, right out of the box. Look, I know this is probably something you don't think is important, and honestly, it is. And let me explain to you why, and here's my perspective, and then outline. Look, I represent some of the largest HVAC companies in Tampa.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I have represented some of them since they were your size. So Mm -hmm. I understand everything you're going to have happen to you from now until the time you do 20 million a year in sales.
1: Right. And you don't
2: have to pay me for that experience other than the commissions that I make for placing this coverage for you.
1: True. Yeah. No, I do like that approach. I think, um, all I was really trying to do. Let's call it back right now Um, on (laughs) the air and see how it works. Yeah. That would be awesome. Um, I mean, I was really just trying to set up a time where I could talk to him in more detail. I wasn't trying to get into all of that on um, on that first initial call. I just wanted to hit him with something quick that was going to grab his attention, which I thought you know the the dividend conversation would. But I wonder I guess- what would
2: happen if when he answered the phone to grab his attention, you say something along the lines of, "I have recent nude photos of your wife." <laughs> oh my God, that would grab his attention. <laughs>
1: that would probably for the wrong reasons. Um, And I don't know that he would want to meet with me afterwards. But let me tell you why it's um, important
2: that you understand.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, so.
2: So I mean, here's the deal, though. This is what I mean, it's good to talk through like some of the issues that you have. But this is I'm impressed with the number of appointments this guy's been able to get.
1: Yeah. Um he he didn't that that wasn't that was one that I just called um but Oh he, really? That
2: wasn't even a telemarketing lead? No. Oh wow, okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, that one was not. However, um one of one of my one of the other call, maybe you're thinking of the other call that we cuz we talked about like two or three of them yesterday that I had. So, um mm-hmm. the um he he's done. He's done I mean he's done a great job. I mean, he's he's gotten me probably I don't know, six six appointments maybe over the past 3 weeks I think that's pretty solid um, you know if he's not-
2: averaging 2 appointments a week for every one of our producers that's good and I mean and that's what it looks like he's averaging I go in I don't know if you do this or not but when I go into HubSpot I go in and look at the um, ready for producer view so I can see all of the appointments that he's I've booked I've never in even one heard screen. of that
1: in my life
2: Yeah, well, I use about two
1: pages in HubSpot.
2: (laughs) Yeah, uh, you can you can go in and I don't know if maybe it's because of the level that I am. I think it's it's an an admin. I think it's an
1: admin thing. Um, But
2: I can go in. I can pull up all the appointments he has booked on one screen. That Joker booked seven appointments last Friday. (laughs) It's awesome. Just like he just went on a tear last Friday. I don't know like what Marvin had going on for the weekend, but he was like, (laughs) "Dude, I am booking appointments and getting out of Dodge today."
1: He did actually, you know, I was. I will say this: I was a little bit pissed because he booked me two for Monday morning after yes, the Super Bowl, <laughs> and, and that those was people not also. A good combination.
2: <laughs> yeah, they were also in Tampa Monday after the Super Bowl. Right. Marvin does not. Marvin doesn't care about no, that kind of stuff. He doesn't. What but he does do though is, yeah, he calls yeah. people. Right. And yeah, he calls people. That's it. And I mean, so so that everybody out there who who hasn't heard the story, we're basically building a telemarketing machine inside Florida Risk Partners that we are going to then make available to everybody inside of Killing Commercial, and so we're doing this on a virtual assistant platform. And the only thing I was concerned about when I did the interview with the VA was, is there English? good enough to where it's difficult to tell, I mean, does it sound like there's somebody with a very thick accent or is it somebody who sounds like maybe they were born somewhere else and moved here and they have an American accent, they can speak English very well with a hint of an accent. That's the Mm -hmm. best way I can describe it. I don't mean to sound and make any kind of a comment that could possibly const- be construed as politically incorrect, but that's it. So and this, that. that's what he sounds like. This guy sounds like he was maybe born in the Philippines, but then moved to Florida and has been living here for 10 years. Mm-hmm. So I was happy with how he sounded on the phone, which honestly, I don't care what anybody thinks about my thought process. Anyhow, if you're hiring somebody to be on the phone and you can't understand what they're saying when they call, probably not a good person to hire to be on the phone.
1: Yeah, that's just a fact. It's got nothing to do with, with being politically correct or whatever PC, you know, BS that's going on in the country right now. Right, so it's a joke.
2: We passed that. We passed. We passed that piece, and you know, he was he was very, you know, cordial in the. We did a Zoom call, and he had good English. So that's all I cared about. He has zero calling experience. Right. He has zero um, insurance experience, and I'm perfectly fine with that. All I wanted was this guy to call and set appointments. Yeah. I I honestly believe that the reason why we don't get appointments or as many appointments as what we've seen this guy be able to get over the course of a couple of weeks is we talk ourselves out of them every time 100% of the time prime example you went you became Johnny Mod Doctor on a call with a guy who <laughs> didn't even know what a mod was and i mean that's the whole thing so that's and that's on a call where yeah. you were expected and he, to and talk he, to him right. what, he led me Imagine down that road, happened.
1: but yeah, but yeah, yeah. I mean, if you, if you're asking, if, if he's asking those questions, I mean, it, it's, it's that, that could, you know, it's a slippery slope and you could go down that pretty quickly. But, uh, I've said it before too. Like whenever, when I was, um, you know, selling office supplies, we had a, we had a simple pitch, said the same thing in every single business. We knew how to overcome the objections and as it, and as soon as you strayed away from that and started getting, you know, just, just rambling or talking too much or trying to, you know, make, make the pitch your own or whatever, like that, that's when you would talk yourself out of the sale. Like you would have somebody that, all you'd have to say is all I needs your business card and we'll go ahead and take care of it. There's, they're sold, they're done, but you keep talking and talking and talking. And they're like, yeah, this actually seems like it's going to be a little bit more than, you know, more of a process than I wanted. And, and you are yeah, waiting for you to it.
2: add the set of steak knives at the end.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think but, we I mean, did have knives.
2: And that's- That's it, you know? I mean, well, you did sell Cutco, so. I did do Uh, that
1: too, yeah. (laughs) That being said. So whatever, bro.
2: I wrote the script for this guy and I made it as simple as possible. I looked at it and said, if I want to book an appointment and I don't want people talking about insurance in order to book the appointment, what does that sound like? And his script is literally, hi, this is Marvin from Florida Risk Partners. I know you weren't expecting my call, so I promised to be brief. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I've only got a minute myself, so you can be assured this isn't going to take long. I know your workers' comp renewal is coming up in May, and I'm sure this is the time where you're taking meetings with people to talk about that. I'm simply here to set an appointment. I don't deal in the insurance piece, but Kyle does. I have his account his calendar open on my screen right now. He's available next Tuesday at two or Wednesday at three. Which one is better for him to give you a call? That's mm-hmm. it.
1: Yeah. And that's and that's what it should be, because then again, so, you don't They <laughs> don't start asking him insurance questions and Yeah, go yeah,
2: ahead. We're wondering why He's getting appointments. It's because he's asking for appointments. I mean, I hate to say that right. it's that simple, but it really is. We call to ask for appointments, and we find ourselves getting into insurance speak and everything else, as opposed we to we try just to start having to the, the appointment
1: mission. on the phone while we're <laughs> when we're all we're yes. trying to do is set the appointment to talk about it later. And and again, and I, that's that's what happened to me yesterday. Is I called this dude, and all I was trying to do is be like, "Hey, look, I know this is coming up, you know." Th- this is why I think it's important. I'd like to talk with you, you know, 15 minutes next week, what, what, whatever time. And then, and then he started asking insurance questions. So that's when we started getting down. And then he's like, "Ah, no, I'm good. See ya.
2: I think that the same holds true with marketing drops, though, right? I mean, when you go in to do a marketing drop, your goal is not to get an agent a record letter in the lobby because you just no. walked in the door and met somebody. Your goal is to go in, build some level of of baseline rapport, and then get to the point where they will meet with you later. That's it.
1: Yes. Um, yeah, I agree. It should be the same. It should be the same for for both aspects, but I think it changes sometimes. Uh, when we're on the phone, I don't really know why. I think because
2: sometimes we don't really give the phone as much attention to preparation to get ready for it. Like I would like to find who find out whoever the best telemarketer in the United States is, and just see what they do to prepare for their day. I'd love to watch how they approach it.
1: Yeah. Like, what do you do That'd to get amped up?
2: Do you hit yourself in the face with a frying pan and then chug a bang, chasing it with a coffee? Like, what are you doing to to be successful doing that?
1: Right. Yeah. No, it, and, and I don't know. I wonder if it's just a different mindset that you've got to have because that, that, that would never – I would never be able to wake up every day excited and pumped up to just, like, go call a bunch of people and <laughs> –
2: Well, here's the thing, man, I I got to, I got to thinking about this and, um, the Philippines has gotten hit hard with COVID hard. Everything is, everything is shut down. Hmm. And so, you know, we, because our VA, we use agency VA to, to, uh, get our virtual assistants and, um they're able to find these people, but they're cherry picking. Like you really have the best of the best on the streets right now looking for work. And Mm -hmm. so even though this guy that we're using, doesn't have experience specifically with telemarketing or insurance, he's worked like this is a professional person. This would be like, maybe, you know, I don't, I don't want to say exactly the same, but it would probably be the equivalent of taking like a branch manager or an assistant branch manager of a bank telling them you don't have a job anymore. They go three or four months without working. And then all of a sudden somebody says, Hey, would you like to call and set appointments so that your family can eat? That's the person that you have. And so I think that that marketplace for virtual assistants is actually getting really, really competitive now. And if you haven't dipped your toe in the water before to use them, like I'm a, a late adopter to that. I, you know, I could have I could have looked at using a virtual assistant three or four years ago and I just never decided to do it. So, you know, now I think people are going to get spoiled and they're going to go in and the talent pool has really been raised to a much higher qualified person and they need to do what they can to take care of those people. Cause what I also see happening is the economy opening back up and these people going back to work. Right. And I don't want to see that happen.
1: Yeah. Not, not so with, not with the pace that, that Marvin's on, baby.
2: No, no. I wanna I wanna see. Like I'm really looking forward to running the numbers after his first 30 days to see what that looks like. Because I it's know gotta be
1: coming up pretty quick. It's been what like yeah. three weeks.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like next week. Right. Everything will be ready to go. People, if you're not telemarketing, you're missing the boat. There's a reason people do it. It works. As much yeah. as we hate it, it still works. Like even the listen we all get annoyed by the car warranty people. If you want to stop them, I need you fools out there that are actually buying that product to quit buying it. Seriously. That's why they call. People are buying their car warranties from twice these today. people. That's I why they keep doing it. Twice yesterday.
1: I got I two calls yesterday from uh, car warranty. We've been trying if to reach you my, about your extended if warranty. If it's
2: not my car warranty, yeah, if it's not my car warranty, it's Google support about my Google listing. And if yeah. it's not them, it's Tom from Microsoft because there's been a breach of my system.
0: I used to love
1: those calls when we were meeting at every Monday in the office for our team meetings and you'd get the Google call. (laughs) So good. So good. Oh, did Uh, I rip them? Oh man. Yes. With some stuff that I can't repeat.
2: Oh yeah, probably so. All right, man. Well, I think we beat telemarketing to death. That's some good info. It's good. Good talk man. I'd like to see how you're uh, revamp your game when you talk to the next next person and maybe even call mm-hmm. that guy back. Say, "Hey, look, yeah. I know this probably was something that wasn't important to you yesterday, but I really didn't sleep well last night because I didn't do a good job of explaining it to you. Give me the benefit of the doubt here, bro."
1: Mhm. Yeah.
2: You a Mike think... Evans fan?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You with the Bucks? <laughs> all right, so,
2: man. Everybody right. else have a great weekend. We'll catch you next week.
1: See you.